You're listening to Campus Review Radio. I hope that this MOOC won't just help music educators in the classroom. Uh, I hope that we'll extend on that. It'll, it'll help music educators who are outside the classroom, um, you know, teaching bands and choirs and instrumentally. But I also hope that it will help all teachers who are interested in sort of technology-rich arts education. That's, you know, I, I, we've got a, a definite focus on music in this. But I think as we move, um, as we move forward and, and, and review our curricula worldwide, that we're looking at how uh, music integrates with the arts and how the arts integrate with the, the rest of the curriculum. Then having sort of expanded a little bit on, on the people who I, I, I hope that it's useful for, um, the way that the MOOC is designed to work is really to promote critical thinking and to challenge the assumptions by which we teach. So, for instance, most of us music teachers, he says, as a trained music teacher, are classically trained. We've probably learned an instrument for many years through, uh, we've learned to, you know, read notation and do theory. Uh, we've probably got um, tertiary music qualifications as well as or, or as part of our uh, teaching qualification. And therefore, our worldview is kind of all about that. It's about playing an acoustic instrument as a general rule. Um, it's about you know, classical music-based education. We are, we are the successes of that, of that model. And that model is fantastic. You know, I'm a composer and, and, and I absolutely love uh, the music tradition that I've grown up in and that we, have, we represent at the con. Unfortunately, that's not the musical tradition that most kids are involved with. And it's also not a very technologically uh, rich musical tradition as current musical cultures and new music cultures generally are. So what we hope to do is not say, look, you should stop being that kind of music teacher and you should be this kind of music teacher or arts teacher or just teacher who's interested in, in 21st century learning. What we're trying to say is let's consider all sides of this. Let's consider music learning with and totally without technology. Let's look at the research. We go into a whole bunch of schools and look at practice. And rather than saying to teachers, you know, this is what you should be doing, what we're saying is let's really try and think critically about what we're doing. What things do we, do we really need to keep and what we know from over 100 years of developing pedagogies? You know, what things do we need to challenge ourselves on? What, what new culture, new musical cultures and the cultures of our own children can we really engage them with that maybe we've been a little bit resistant to in the past? We've gone for five modules. Um, when you're doing that in... You know, in session, you can do that over five weeks at the same speed as everyone. But um, we're also hoping to have an on-demand mode. So if people want to do the whole thing in a weekend, they can. And what I've done is have a sort of a broad theme for each module or week um, and a big, a big question that we look at. So in the first week, really, that, that what I was just talking about, you know, looking at um, music learning with and without technology. So we, we go into three different schools and look at practice. I summarize the research which backs up the approaches that those schools are taking. And really, the argument is all of these schools are best practice. You know, we are in a traditional orth pedagogy based music class, and it's fantastic. We're in a technology-infused um, music program for year seven and eight, where the whole thing, right from designing the actual building that the music is taught into through to delivering the entire thing, um, through uh, bring your own um, digital devices, you know, the whole thing is designed to be completely technology-centric. So we look at these extremes, 
I try and back that up with the research and then we, we sort of, you know, let people really just explore where they think they sit. In the second module, we look at um, new models of, um, of music pedagogy. Uh, we look at a lot more um, research. We look at what the research tells us about um, uh, screen-based learning. And again, the good and the bad. <laughs> um, and um, we look at really inspirational examples of technology being used in the music curriculum, uh, sometimes in simple ways, sometimes in easy ways. Um, and then we look at um, new models for music education in the third module. So we look at, um, for instance, rather than you know just always being in schools when we're out looking at practice, we actually go into the studio of a DJ producer, a very successful, well-known DJ producer, Francis Xavier, who used to be uh, a songwriter performer with the uh, Sydney band Infusion for over a decade. You know, played lots of big day out, toured internationally, all that stuff. And so we we find out about his creative processes and, um, again, compare it to the research, but also talk to him about his music education experience because he, you know, is a, a failed person in the eyes of the music education. Um, he didn't last piano lessons. He didn't last through classroom music. So we look at what his experience was and what might have engaged someone like him more, who obviously was very musical. Um, we, in the fourth module, we then um, compare that to... A lot of the, I, don't, I hate to say buzzwords, but I guess that, that's what they are in, in you know, 21st century education. I think even the term 21st century education is an awful buzzword, buzzwordy thing in a way. But, you know, ter terms that people are talking about broadly in education, ideas like flip learning, the maker movement, um, hype cycles, things like this. So we explain what they are. And what we're trying to do there really is set up more detailed learning in, in, in more MOOCs that we'd like to make to turn this into a specialization. Um, and then the fifth week, we really close with an advocacy message. Uh, we reflect on the incredible importance of music education and arts education more broadly. We reflect on the fact that it's very much sidelined in most countries in the world nowadays as, as countries move towards more high-stakes standardized testing around numeracy, literacy, and maybe a little bit of science, and, um, and reflect on you know, all the good that, that, that music uh, does for, for children and, and, um, and why it, it should be central to, um, to, musical, uh, to, sorry, to education and, 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 and the way that we structure curriculum. Uh, and the final challenge that we leave people with really is to develop uh, their own message of advocacy and their their own uh, manifestos. So to take all of the different things they've learned from the module and think how they can actually apply that in their own practice. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the people who will do the course will be either pre-service teachers or new teachers out uh, seeking to get professional development and look for promotion. But a lot of them will also be people who've been teaching for, you know, a couple of decades and are, are, are sort of, you know, looking to refresh their skills. And I think that, that that stuff works at any level at, at any time if you if you can reassess your own practice and, you know, um, uh, think critically about what you do and how what others do might affect what you do, then it makes you a better teacher. Certainly in the 12 years that I spent in the classroom, uh, probably my favorite thing I realized after about five or six years, we used to have all these staff meetings where we were always jigging the curriculum around. 
and you know trying to make it perfect but actually we never were going to make it perfect the important thing was that we were just reconsidering our practice and reconsidering what we were doing that would differentiate best for our, our kids so so really the MOOC is set up to to put people in that situation and hopefully just really inspire them to to rethink what they're doing and adopt some some new thinking and the situation that is obviously different country by country here in Australia it's quite difficult to get a job you know within 20 k's of of any CBD um, but then as you say there's a shortage when you get further out you know into the burbs away from CBDs and away uh, and in, in regional schools um, and and really you know being being that music teacher whether you are a fairly you know traditional run bands and choirs kind of music teacher or whether you're a a uh, technology in the classroom doing hands-on learning with all your kids kind of music teacher is a terrific um, position to take up in any community community you know because you've got opportunity to to be running so many things both in and outside um, class and, and and presenting the school sort of best face to community so I mean the we have at the moment uh, probably over 120 undergraduates at Sydney con um, studying to become music teachers they are incredibly talented uh, they are incredibly enthusiastic and they love being challenged to think about this kind of thing uh, you know I would love to see us open up our program to more people and to um, and to maybe start a, a postgraduate teaching qualification as well and if, if the MOOC inspires people to come and you know to come and join us and to get involved then then that's great I've also um, to coincide with the the beginning of the MOOC I've also begun a, a public lecture series at the conservatorium where we are sharing you know some of the research that's going on but we're also inviting a lot of uh, teachers composers practitioners to share their practice in a series of public lectures we're doing five or six per semester and we're also putting those out on YouTube as well so yeah you know, for me it's not as much trying to talk people into becoming music teachers but just trying to have a really inspiring community of practice um, I you know the conservatorium has so many fantastic facilities and so many fantastic people I want to share those I don't want them to be just for people who are inside the walls. so the MOOC is a great way to, to, to do that you know we got our film crew into the con and filmed in our in our beautiful spaces um, but also this you know public lecture series and, and anything we can do to really just just you know encourage people to be involved with us and, and to develop a, a community of practice is, is, is really where I'm hoping to take this for many music educators they uh, they mean you know uh, stress <laughs> they mean learning that they don't necessarily want to do I mean you know we've got to remember that that most music teachers have done their 10,000 hours of learning plus on their instrument. You know, mu musicians, as a general rule, train longer than doctors and lawyers to become incredibly expert at something. And, and so it can be a little bit daunting to learn the newest technologies. And, you're, you know, you're not going to just be able to put 10,000 hours in and become an expert on, you know, performing, composing, improvising, arranging with technology. It's not going to happen. Um, so it is a it is a challenge for teachers. The good news is that you know there's a lot of really good practice and research and a lot of great first steps. And so in that in that um, the third and fourth modules in our MOOC, we just introduce really just metaphors for technology and ideas to set people going on just really simple tracks. Again, I really want to do a specialization, a specialization, so develop a few more MOOCs that are really about just teaching the skills, probably not quite as inspirational and as exciting as the one we've just made, but to help teachers <clears throat> gain those skills. So, but, but I think, yeah, I think it is, it is 
quite confronting for teachers. But to come back to your question of, you know, what opportunities does it actually allow? It's terrific. And the reason that it's terrific is because around Australia and in most countries that are sort of based on Western education system, which is most nowadays, when we look at the number of kids who do music, you know, once subjects become elective, we're talking about the sort of 5 to 7% range. Uh, so that's kids around the age of sort of 14, 13, 14, when they decide, right, what am I going to study through school? And there's a bunch of different reasons for this. But the interesting thing is that the students, when we talk to them about what's most important in their personal identity at that age, 13, 14, we all remember what we were like when we were that age, 13, 14, you're, you're, you know, you're developing your sense of independence, you're moving towards adulthood, and you're very strong in your opinions about things that are important to you. When we ask them about music, music is always in the list of the most important things that are important to their identity. There's a bunch of different um, research um, outputs that show this. So, so we, we've, you know, we have to wonder to ourselves, why is it that music is so important to kids at that age and yet so few of them um, choose to study it in school? Now, of course, there are simple answers like, you know, parents and some students value those STEM subjects uh, more. And so we've, we need to get out the message about how good music education is just generally for the development of all children. But more broadly than that, if students haven't been introduced to to music education when they're young and music education provision in public schools in Australia is, is extremely poor, um, then the, you know, if we're going to engage them in those important years, 12, 13, 14, so they want to keep music in their lives, then we've got to make it relevant to them. And that's where technology comes in. Technology is a fantastic opportunity for us to engage with students' musical cultures and for them to hands-on privately and in groups experience music making and and you know there's so many different uh, devices that kids carry around with them nowadays and all of those you know smartphones tablets laptops whatever they all have dozens of different software titles that will do all sorts of interesting things to do with creating and making music and the, the music genres that kids themselves are really interested in and really love so, you know, it's, it's a terrific opportunity. It, it is confronting for a lot of teachers, especially if you're classically trained and that's your thing. But, uh, but it, it's a wonderful opportunity and it's something that, you know, we, we don't have any choice. We've got to engage in this in some way. At the moment, you can sign up on Coursera. Uh, it's the usual issue on Coursera. When you go to sign up, it's encouraging you to spend money getting the certificate. And of course, if you want to do that, that's fine. But the, the MOOC is completely free. You don't have to pay for the certificate. Uh, so you can sign up now and I believe that the videos will all be released and the whole thing will start running on April the 4th.